1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
2: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Lauderhill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy.
0: Radio. This is Stephanie Tippy. Uh, David is on assignment, and t- this evening I have a wonderful co-host with me, and I'm very excited. And in a few moments, I will bring her in um, uh, into the studio. Her name is Carolyn Gravai, and Carolyn is the author of the book, I Dreamed I Was Human. As soon as I heard the book and I received a copy of the book, I said, well, this lady is going to be co-hosting a show with me. In today's time, there are so many questions, unanswered questions out there, and a lot of people are still wondering who actually authors their life, and another question that oftentimes pops up is, why has their particular story been written, and how can they or we even script a happy ending? Well, Carolyn has spent the last 35 years researching the answer to those questions. And through her own yoga, meditation, and personal experiences and a, a long time study of metaphysics, she has written the book, I Dreamed I Was Human. So without further ado, I'd like to say welcome, Carolyn, to Aging Younger Radio. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, Carolyn, fascinating, fascinating. I Dreamed I Was Human. Tell me, how did you come up with that title?
2: Well, you know, I knew years and years ago that I was going to write this book and I was going to call it I Dreamed I Was Human. Uh, But I uh, wasn't ready yet at the time that I, I, I realized what the title was going to be. But I knew that when it was time to write the book, I would be given that somehow through me some way. And sure enough, I knew a few years ago that, yes, I was going to write this book now. And uh, I dreamed I was human Uh, through all my studies and my experiences in life, uh, metaphysically and spiritually speaking. I realized that life really is an illusion in the sense that we are born, we come into these forms as humans. We have free will to create our lives the way we decide to create them, through our choices, through our experiences, through our programming with our parents and families and through society and uh, what we learn and through what we learn. Uh, So I realized that, well, Really, what is truth? And truth is very subjective. Uh, To each person, it's going to be somewhat different. And we're all going to experience truth in our own way, according to our beliefs, what we think we know, what we don't know, and through the wisdom that we have acquired through our life. And that creates perception perception isn't absolute it's just that it's perception until something else takes its place it is perception that may or may not be truth but for the time being it satisfies us until our awareness expands into a a bigger knowing and that answer gets bigger as well until we see a bigger picture of what life really is for us so you, you said,
0: you stated earlier when, when you uh, uh, answered uh, began to answer the question, uh, how you came up with the title, I Dreamed That Was Human, and, and you said life is an illusion. Mm-hmm. It, well, explain, well, uh, how okay. is life
2: an Well, everything we uh, we create in our lives, we are creating through thought, through imagination through the intelligence that we were given as a human and with that free will we decide which thoughts which images what we want to create in our life so unless we are creating it it's not real until we create it that's when it becomes real because it's real to the five senses. It's real to our thoughts and our beliefs, and so that's the only thing that makes what we experience in our lives real is the meaning it has for us, and how and how, that makes, and how sorry, true that, I, that is for us. That's that's okay. Go ahead. That that that, that makes
0: perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect sense, and, and that brings me to. Uh, the illusion, uh, if you will, that people, uh, there are many people who believe that we are really separate with our creator. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, so I would venture to say, then, based on your explanation of life is an illusion, it's their own perception.
2: It's their own perception? Is that what you said? Yes.
0: Yes, that it, it is their perception that we are right.
2: separated Creator. When, in
0: essence, our soul, our soul essence, is in alignment
2: with the Creator, are right. you in agreement with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We are an I'm, aspect of that.
0: Exactly. And that's why your your interview and discussing your book, I dreamed I was human, which I do highly recommend uh, people to to get and read, uh, will uh, be a an eye opener. And answer those questions as to who actually does author our life. Mm-hmm. So, Carolyn, what what was it that triggered your life uh, for the need to understand why you are here and why you had to write this
2: book? Well, it, it started. I know that I came in to 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 do all that i've been doing throughout my life because as a very small child from uh three to five or two to five years old at one point i realized one day it's just all of a sudden i realized i was here on this earth it was like i wasn't here and then all of a sudden i was and it shocked me is i couldn't understand well how did this happen how did I get here? I had a memory of where I came from, and I'm not talking about my mother's womb. I had a memory of a place where I lived that that had more of a feeling of peace and love, and and uh, you could understand it. It wasn't chaotic like, like Earth is. And uh, I did not like the feel of what I was feeling as this small child is being in human form it just seemed very confusing and hard to understand and i was determined as that child that i because i had no idea how to get back to where i was before i came into this human form as carolyn i felt like the only thing i can do is keep watching everything going on around me and asking questions so that eventually maybe I would learn how to live on this earth in a human form and gain some wisdom as to how to get back to where I came from. That was my very first experience as to um, wanting to get back to where I was before I was here.
0: So as a very small child, you realized that you were really a spiritual being living the human experience.
2: Yes, I, I would not have said it in those words, but I felt it very strongly. I knew I was not this body, that there was more to me.
0: So take us down the road. What was your next step?
2: My next step was to accept what I could only accept, and that was being a child and having to do what the adults around me told me to do. Whether I liked what they were telling me to do or not, or whether I saw it as painful or, or or fun, you know. I had to do what the adults around me were telling me, and that was really hard on me because I was not, as a child, I was not a hostile child or, or an angry child. I, like I was intrigued by humans around me because they were how i was going to understand human life by watching all the humans around me so i would just watch stare at people like like watching a movie and study them you know to see all all their facial expressions and try to decipher what those certain facial expressions were meant and uh and then as i got older as a teenager um and even as a young child i would i would question i would ask god well okay why am i here why did you put me here why did you make humans why is, why are we on this earth you know um i need to know this because i don't really like it here and and you have to show me how to like it here and um so I, my father my parents were interested in uh you know uh psychics and things like that and ghost phenomena and things like that so my father had all these books um, metaphysical books you know with like edgar casey and ruth montgomery and uh all kinds of books on uh, reincarnation and anything that was out of the ordinary and i read every book in my dad's bookshelf and it wasn't enough Uh, And by then I was a teenager. I was 17 when I started diligently searching for answers to why I was here and what it was all for. Very
0: interesting. So um, in your book, Mm -hmm. you you write about how we are Mm pre-programmed. So talk to us about How are we pre-programmed, and is it a good thing, or is it something we need to change?
2: Well, we come in with what we have learned up to the point where we come into this body. Uh, We are multidimensional beings, so we have lived in many realms and in many forms and many human forms. Which really are all going on at the same time because there really is no time. Time is just a human, uh, a human tool that we use in order to bring some order to the human world. And uh, so, uh, I'm trying to remember what your question was. <laughs> um, what were, that we
0: come in pre-programmed?
2: Oh yes. So we come in with how we have progressed in soul awareness up to the point we come into this new form. And so we bring our baggage, we bring things that are unhealed, we bring problems that we want to work on in our life, and so we choose the environment and even our families, the families or the people in our life that are going to trigger these issues in us to bring them to the surface so that we can acknowledge them and say, yes, I need to change the way I see this because it's causing pain in my life and causing pain for others. And so I can't say that any, any change of program, any kind of issues we bring up in us, um, they are good because we have to bring these up and heal them and trans us. Trans, uh, form them into something that is bigger and more aware and wiser so that we can grow as spiritual beings and eventually realize that we are ultimately spiritual essence in a human form that we are pretending is real, but it's only real because we have agreed to believe it's real through our five senses, and that's what makes it real. And so when you came
0: into this form, into this in, incarn- when you incarnated into this life, mm-hmm. what was your pre-program? What, what did you have to work on? Because what you had to work on it, it led you to write this book.
2: Right, right. Well, I knew as that very young child that I had to figure out why I was here. What was the purpose of it all? That was what I came in to learn and to study and to find and search for in any way I could imagine or figure a way to do, uh, even by asking questions to, to all the adults in my life. But they didn't really have the answers. So I knew I had to search out in whatever way I was led to to find the answers to why I was here and why I had to stay here because I really did not want to stay here and that was what i came in with my parents brought out of me through their programming the issues that were not healed from my past and and created more issues that needed to be healed because when we come into a family we are going to be programmed negatively and positively through them so then we have new issues we have to work in, on as the t- by the time we grow up as an adult so we have to keep everything bring everything to the surface so we can be aware of it and and ask on an inner level how do i heal this what steps can i take to understand this so that i can resolve it and it be become a gift instead of something that that makes me suffer and,
0: and at what age did you finally realize why you were here and you were able and at what age were you finally able to unload that excessive baggage that you came in with
2: Oh, it's a constant process. I've been doing it my whole life, and yes, we come a long ways. When you can look at your life every year, if you are looking inward at yourself, if we look inward and we ask questions and we really, really want to know the answers, whether they hurt or, or they don't hurt, if we want to know the answer at all costs, we will get the answer if we really want it. And so it's been a lifetime of pulling everything up to the surface, because I came from a very dysfunctional family. And I'm sure that was so that I would have a reason to look inward and uh, question why I was here, so that I would want to search a a way out in order to understand uh, why I was here. So if I didn't want to be here, then naturally I was going to be. Uh, it was going to be very important to me to study any teacher I I I could that might give me insight to the purpose of human life. And so I would say uh, it's it's a never ending process. But I will say that I knew I was a spiritual being uh, for sure uh, at seventeen. And that I needed to figure out what that meant for life well I,
0: you've done a, a phenomenal job in the book and in in outlining this for people, especially those who are novice in in understanding that there is a a direct correlation, if you will, of our soul and our human form. I mean, it, it, we are the vehicle, the vessel, if you will, of our souls. And that brings me to a question because you, you write in your book, uh, you have an entire chapter on this, Is is your perception of God holding you hostage? So... That has a lot to do with soul and alignment and creator. So what would you tell our listeners, uh, Carolyn? How would you answer that question?
2: As to how uh, our perception holds us hostage? Our perception of God holds us hostage? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we are brought up either with a religion or no religion. But either way, we are being brought up in, in, it's still a spiritual thing, even if we aren't taught religion, because that means we are more ignorant as to what we are other than being this human form, which means that uh, our five senses have more control over us when we don't believe that we are other than a body, uh, and that gives the five senses uh, the 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 right to just take over our human form and tell us what to do, and that's how we become victims of of our our five senses. Our perception of God or no perception of God is our perception of God. So if we have a perception of a God that is that punishes us because we did something that in our mind. Uh, we deserve to be punished for. So, therefore, our perception of God means that if we believe in a God, that we are going to be punished for doing this. And so uh, we punish ourselves. We find a way through that belief to bring experiences into our, uh, our uh, tractor field to experience that prove to us, yes, God does punish and that becomes our perception of our God. And actually, God does not have a perception. God is what we decide God is. But that isn't what really God is. God has no perception. God has no ego. God, has no, God does not uh, make us suffer. We make ourselves suffer because our belief is that we deserve to suffer. And whether that is from a God or from our five senses, we will punish ourselves. And that's how our perception can hold us hostage, uh, by how we believe, what we do, what do we have coming back to us because of that, our fear from that. That becomes our perception. It's amazing
0: how fear can limit our human potential. Yes, it is. Uh, and with that, I'm gonna let's hold that thought, and we're going to take a very short break, and we will be right back. You are listening to Stephanie Tippy Aging Younger Radio with Carolyn Gravai.
2: Look your best, safely without surgery. We offer non-surgical facelift treatments, complete with professional skincare products utilizing magical copper. The Anti-Aging Clinic shows you weight management and body contouring, all safe and non-invasive. Turn back the hands of time with Growth Factor Spray. Antioxidants are our first line of defense against aging. Our professionals can scientifically verify if your vitamins are working with new laser technology. Get your score by calling today.
1: understand that. Good health and longevity will follow. The brain and endocrine system control your body, including things like weight gain. When your hormones are out of balance, your body cannot function properly. Call the Anti-Aging Clinic and begin to age younger today. Call 954-742-4430. That's
0: 954-742-4430. We are back. This is Stephanie Tippy, Aging Younger Radio, and thank you for staying with us. Now, Carolyn, we were talking about fear, and I I threw out the uh, statement, which I believe that fear is the biggest limit to our human potential. And uh, it 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 amazes me how self-limiting it can be. And I watch this because I love to watch people, and I I love to watch their reactions and and or no reactions to circumstances. And it's it's one of the things that has come to my mind very strongly is that people judge, and when they're judging other people, that is a, a process of they're trying to eliminate their own fears. Do you agree with that? Because I yes, know you I write about judgment. You write about judgment.
2: Yes. Yes. I do agree with that. Fear is what causes us to judge. Fear is what causes us to cause harm or to attack ourselves or, or someone else. Fear is the culprit, and that is part of the ego. Uh, the ego is, believes in fear. It, it, it likes to, because the ego is controlled by the five senses, remember, which is, includes our likes and dislikes and our fears of being good enough or not being good enough. So you as a
0: metaphysician and coach, mm-hmm. uh, how would you advise others to eliminate that, that fear in their lives?
2: Well, fear comes in all kinds of uh, pictures and, and experiences uh, so it's a matter of recognizing what we are afraid of through inner contemplation. Uh, you can call that meditation or just relaxing and asking yourself questions. Okay, for instance, um, let's say you got in a fight with your boss or you got in a fight with somebody, a coworker, and uh, you want to blame the coworker for for the the, the fight and they want to blame you for the fight. And so each person, in order to to take back our power in after experiencing something like that, we have to ask ourselves, okay, what part did I play in this happening? What in me caused me to want to attack that person when they said what they said? And if we really think about it, what caused us to want to attack is something they said made us fear something in us, something like, "Oh, they're going to think I'm stupid," or um, I, I, "I must, um, I must not be a good person," or "Or um, they're judging me, so they're just jealous of me." So we have to realize the part we played in that because. When we say, well, that person did this and that's what made me fearful or angry, that's not being honest with ourselves because we are, nobody is responsible. uh, We are not responsible for what somebody says to to us. We are only responsible for how we, we look at what is said to us, how we deal with it inside ourselves and how we, can heal it if it's painful look at what it is that it's triggering in us and through when we figure that out then we can figure out oh okay well when when this happened then it made me feel stupid and so therefore i felt i had to attack in order to protect myself and these are the things we have to look at in all of our relationships in everything we do and say in every day of our life so that we can know ourselves and know what triggers we have so that we can change them and realize nobody can can make us angry we can only become angry because we believe something they said was attacking us and it was true
0: yeah that's so well said and it, it I would hope that uh, there are a lot of people listening to this uh, to this interview because it's a it's a It's a hard message for people to comprehend, but I believe once uh, it is understood, I think we would see a lot less psychotropic drugs out there uh, being prescribed. I believe we would see a lot less suicides being committed, and it's all because of the basic primal fear. And, right. and, and conversations that we have in our own heads, mm-hmm.
2: absolutely.
0: In, instead of bringing the conversation to forefront and retrospectively looking back, and, and just like you said, Carolyn, so so well put. In, instead of analyzing it before jumping off and, and going in all different directions until the ultimate act of a death or, or, or drug overdose or whatever it might be is, uh, occurs, all of this could be um, avoided. And I think today we are living in the time where this earth, this planet, is vibrating at such a vibration that this is starting to happen. People are starting to look at themselves, are starting to understand uh, themselves retrospectively. And then there are authors like you, Carolyn Gravai, who comes up with a beautiful book, I Dreamed I Was Human, uh, so that people can help themselves walk that fine line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Carolyn, can you uh you know be i I'd like for you now in the middle of the show to uh, give out some of your contact information how people can uh get their bo- your book I, I know I'm sure it's on Amazon but your website and all of that because you have a very powerful message that uh people need to tap into Okay okay uh
2: my personal website is awakening You. A-W-A-K-E-N-I-N-G, awakeningyou.com. And you can find out my services. I I do soul charting over the phone, uh, which helps people understand the wiring they came in with, the programming they came in with, so that they can uh, use that uh, programming and that understanding of that programming to better their life. Uh, so, I do that, and I also do counseling and coaching uh, and uh, discussion groups um, and also you can uh, order my book or you can see where to order my book on my website awakeningyou.com, dot com or you can go to my other website, which is my book website i dreamed i was human dot com and uh, um, you, you can there's lots of things and then you can go to facebook too i i have a facebook page you can get to facebook through I Dreamed i was com, and ask questions or or just contact me that way as well uh and you can ask me questions uh if you want to write me you can write me on awakening you dot com so uh, i i just wanted to mention too my background is i'm a certified hypnotherapist um I am an ordained minister in spiritual psychology, and I have a master's degree in holistic nutrition. And I was a, I've been a singer most of my life. Yeah,
0: I read right? that.
2: What type of, Mar-
0: of were you a professional singer?
2: Yes, yes, since I was a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, my family was very musical, so it was inevitable that I would do that. Uh, and I just got back singing again with uh, my high school trio, so that's that's fun. But I have CDs. I have metaphysical spiritual music that I made a CD uh and uh th- that it was professionally made and uh I've written a lot of music, but this CD is spiritual metaphysical type of music and you can see that on my website awakeningyou.com. And I also have a toning CD for toning which I, I love
0: it. So what do you have a degree in holistic nutrition. Uh, did you? Do you, how do you practice it? Are you using? Are you doing anything in nutrition? Because here, one of the things we're big into at the clinic is nutrition. Uh,
2: no, because I'm concentrating on this. I, I put a lot of years into the nutrition aspect, and I'm concentrating on getting the message out another way, and that's through metaphysical spirituality, because I think we need to. Yes, it's important to take care of the, the physical body. Uh, that's part of being spiritual, actually. They're all one, and that's what holistic nutrition is all about, body, mind, and spirit, you know. So uh, we have to practice nutrition on all levels. There's, there's nurturing for all levels. And uh, right now I'm focusing more on the spiritual aspect of it.
0: Well, it's a very important aspect. You know, I I say to our clients when they come in and, and, and they come in with a, a particular health uh, concern, one of the first things that I like to advise is that unless you open up to the universe and unless you believe that your body can heal, mm-hmm. because the body does have the innate ability to heal itself, yes, uh, it and a lot, a lot of people don't realize this, unless you can believe that and nurture it at the same time your body right. will not So right. the body mind spirit connection is real.
2: Yes, it is. It's all so, it's all together one and they're all just as important as the other. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So the, if nothing is segregated and that's where we go back to being one. Yes. You know, I I I also say to uh, um, our clients here at the clinic, that I believe that our very first step to self-healing is to realize that we are all connected.
2: Absolutely. We are all here, believe it or not. We agreed to all be here at the same time because in, as essence, spiritual essence, we are one. This is why I call this illusion. These bodies give us the illusion that we are separate from each other and even our own soul and God, and that's that's the illusion. And that's why we've keep coming back into these into human forms is to keep learning more and more and more until our awareness expands to the point where we realize we are spiritual essence first, and the rest of it is just made up through our so, perception. Yes, I agree. So my
0: question to you, personal, you know, you've, re- you, you've reached that level of realization, Carolyn, so do you believe you're, you
2: are going to reincarnate?
0: i have no idea
2: i have no idea i don't really feel that that is i need to know that because my life isn't over anyway yet so i don't know that is up to uh where i am by the time it's time for me to leave this earth i guess and where all of us are and where we go from here there are other dimensions it's not just earth
0: i know so so that that, that leads me to another question, So, how, because you also write about reincarnation. And, and so how does the reincarnation relate to the parallel lives and the alternate realities?
2: Well, the, that's what reincarnation is. They are parallel lives and alternate realities. And when we tap into them, whether through uh, hypnosis, meditation, dreams, or even while you're awake. I've tapped into them while I'm awake, walking around. And uh, when I snapped back, I realized, oh, I was <laughs> just in an alternate experience. Uh, they are not separate, but they are just on a different, every one of them is just a little bit different frequency. And so it's like a radio station. You tune into the radio station you want because it's on a certain frequency. And that's where all aspects of us are living on a little bit different frequency, and it is possible to accidentally or purposely tune in to another human frequency of ourselves and experience something that relates to what's going on in this particular uh, human form now. Uh, and that's what really connects us, a, a similar experience, that maybe this alternate uh, aspect of us has already mastered this certain situation, and so it can share its wisdom with us. And I feel this happens all the time anyway, even if we're not conscious of it. That's, I mean, when you ask a question and maybe days go by, and all of a sudden it just pops into your head. We're calling on that oneness, which we are all a part of, and that answer can come from any alternate reality possible. And we may be an aspect of that. I mean, we may be, have a human form on, on that frequency or not. But we will get the answers in any way we can hear them, experience them, and know what they are telling us.
0: I, I personally, I don't think I've tapped into any alternate experiences uh, mm-hmm. during this lifetime that I can recall.
2: Right. It it doesn't have to be conscious. I just happen to have experienced them consciously, which is great because it gave me a knowing that they do exist. You know, I'm positive of it.
0: I I believe you. I'll give you an example. When my mother transitioned, uh, we were in the uh, chapel and the rabbi was uh, doing the... um, Uh, giving her memorial and her... uh, Anyway, it was a very difficult time for me because I was very close to my mother and my father was sitting on my right side and my husband was on my left side and I was holding my father's hand and my hand was on top of his and as God is my witness, there was a third hand on top of mine and that was my mother.
2: That's right. You bet it was.
0: Yeah. You bet it was. I, I, I believe that uh, even though i couldn't feel i couldn't see or hear her I, I felt her strongly and that is an, a different that is a parallel that is yes. an alternate uh reality
2: mm-hmm. that's an alternate reality but you experienced in the way that you at that moment was the best way for you to experience and that has to do with our wiring has to do with our awareness level it has to do with the totality of all that we are at this moment. We can only experience and know what we are experiencing if it corresponds with where we We are right now in our totality.
0: So this leads me to another poignant question. Why do we still defend, not you or I, but other people, and there are a lot of critics. Why do they still defend our separateness?
2: Because they haven't experienced, their awareness hasn't gotten to the point where they understand what separateness and oneness are. And until then, they will all, people who are in that space will always see it as separate until and when they want to really know if what separateness is really, which is an illusion, and what oneness is. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have individuality, not necessarily. It just means that we are all one energy working together to help each other in every way, on every realm, and any Frequency level that exists. We're all working together,
0: and that answers the question as to who actually authors our life. We do. That's right. We That's do. That's right. Yeah, we do. We do. But uh, and we are in control of our own mind and our own thoughts and our own right. uh, decisions because everything is about choice. Right. We have the ability, and that's the human uh side of us we've been given the ability to make choice,
2: yes, that's free will
0: that's right, which leads me back to the point that I made earlier in uh as a piggyback to your comments about um I forgot how you put it, but I came back and said, "Well, if we all realize that we truly are." Our own divine within, there would be less psychotropic drugs being prescribed, and there would be less um, less suicides, and especially less- especially the young the young today. There are too many teens who are committing suicide.
2: That's because um, the, the children that are coming in today have have the the capacity to be more aware than their parents are. A lot of times. And so uh, this world seems very difficult and too many obstacles. That's what th- what these young people are seeing. That's how I saw it as a kid, that it was just too hard, too hard to stay here. And so uh, if kids could somehow find a way to, if their parents don't introduce them to it, if, there, if someone... Could find in, in their lives could help them to realize and get on a a path to knowing who they are as spiritual beings. Then it would make their human life so much more peaceful and and uh, fulfilling.
0: Well, if I th- I, w- I think uh, first uh, the, the parents need to yes. learn. Yes, yes they uh, do. It- it's all—it's it's an education process, and there are not too many—not uh, there's not a vast majority of adults out there who speak our language.
2: No, no, but it's getting more and more. And this is why we we have seen what has happened, going through all these wars and suffering on the planet all for ages, is to. Gradually, in in the collapse of the economy and everything, this is to make us look at something other than what we use the five senses for. It's to make us look inward and see we are not just these bodies. There's more to life than having things that we don't need. Mm -hmm. There's more to life than just uh, the next uh, fix, you know, that only lasts temporarily because it's coming from outside of us, not from inside of us. There's
0: more to life than just the material. And yeah. that's a lot of people have not uh, learned that yet. And it, it's a growth process. It's over time. It one minute left of the show. So Carolyn, uh, again, I'd like to give out your information. It's Carolyn Gervais. Her book I is
2: I Dreamed. I just want to I correct this. Carolyn Gervais.
0: Gervais, sorry. Gervais, sorry. Sorry. that's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I dreamed I was human is her book, and uh, her uh, website is I dreamed I was human dot com, and awakeningyou, Y-O-U, you awakeningyou.com. The book is a great read. I recommend it. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show. And, Carolyn, I hope uh, you will consider coming back and sharing again with us on Aging Younger Radio. I would love to. Thank you, sweetie. You're very welcome. And thank you for sharing. And we are out of time. Until next week, God bless you all. You've
1: been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauderhill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, LiveLonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.
2: With Lucky Lance Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.